three, two, one, ghost. Hey everybody, welcome to three, two, one, ghost. I'm your host with a silent G, Kyle, joined by my pal, Natalie. Hey Natalie, how are you? So good. Hi. Hi, Kyle. Hi, everyone. I thought for sure you were going to say something along the lines of welcome, everyone. Like, welcome, but hell. Mm, oh, I like that. Should I start I over? I, no, no. <laughs> don't. No one will like it. But that, judging by your reaction, no. You know what? Hey, three, two, one, ghost. How come? everybody um oh, we said it together should we start doing that more often we shouldn't <laughs> no. <laughs> welcome to three two one ghost um gosh yeah i don't know how are you anything spooky going on i feel like i always look i was want to check in just in case um you know just watching as many scary movies as i can like in between the movies that we're talking about which actually is is quite the quite the workload um but i went and saw of course, we're we're recording this in October, everyone. So you're listening in November, but we're talking about October. I went and saw Saw X and uh, or Saw Ten, or as um, or if you put them together as uh, Bostonians um, say their sports team socks. S A W X. I feel like that's how it's that's how Red Sox is phonetically pronounced oh, if you have the accent, but I don't yeah. know. There you go. I am um, welcome. <laughs> I'm like, no, we, we, we've all contributed to this. It's okay. I, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I saw that movie too, you know, and I'm not a, you know, I'm the biggest Saw fan in the world, you know, but relative to the other movies, high praise. Yeah, I agree. I would say... I mean, it's it's too late now as you're listening, but um, watching it in the theater, I think, was definitely worth my thirteen dollars, and because I did see it in the middle of the day. <laughs> That's a spooky price. Yes, it it is a spooky price. We love the number thirteen, but you know, you could you could watch it at home too, and I think it would still be super fun if you love gore. Definitely a a good one. I have I've missed the last five or six Saw movies, so it was quite shocking um the amount of gore that was in it but like in a fun way like it yeah it, it had me uh quite quite shook but in a laughable fun way I went to see it by myself as I usually do and uh it was great yeah yeah I don't spoil anything but definitely see it yeah I um I was just thinking about spooky prices have you ever well let me just tell you a story because it happened to me I was uh ordering um I was ordering just like a drink from this like fast food place just like getting you know and uh my order was 666 that's great does that ever happen to you no never i've had number 66 which is really underwhelming because you're like ah so close mm, so close um but no that has happened to me where my order will be 666 it's happened to me a couple times so i don't know maybe it is me but i did think it was funny where the woman was like walking out you know about to answer the order and she just goes nope not saying this one we're like i wonder if uh, i wonder if that's mine yeah, I was like, can you just like not you don't yeah, don't even want to say the number out loud? It's you know, I'm, I don't know. People people take 
666 very seriously. I had a, a coworker because, you know, I've been in retail for a long time and uh, it was a rough day because we ended our day at $666 in sales and she bought something to get rid of that number. She did not want it on our like reports on the screen. She was like, absolutely not. That's not how we're ending the day. And I was like, it's the number of the beast. Come on. Like we're <laughs> it's good. We're good. Yeah. Now I don't know if I would want to stay on the 666th floor of a building. That sounds you know, like a very building. <laughs> that's a really big building. I don't want to dive in for a number of reasons. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Here, I mean, I think that's a good a segue as any, you know, number of the beast. The beast <laughs> hangs out in hell, and yeah. this poor woman is going to get dragged there in Sam Raimi's 2009 film, Drag Me to Hell. Um, where do we want to start? I was thinking we can either, I don't know, just talk a little bit just uh, about Sam Raimi movies in general coming into this and then talking about just the first time you watched it. What do you want to start with? Um, let's talk about Sam Raimi. I didn't really discover the evil dead movies until much later which is really out of character for me because i was watching a lot of like 80s in like as a kid in the 90s and i don't think i watched like evil dead or evil dead 2 or army of darkness or any of those until i was like a teenager so that felt that felt late for me because of how many horror movies i had already seen and it's considered to be a classic and um fan i'm a fan of him i yeah i think i probably first watched evil dead it was probably i guess late middle school freshman year of high school somewhere mm -hmm. you know but i think i was just Do you feel like you understood like the humor and camp of it when you watched it at that age yeah i mean like i don't know if i found it as like silly as like you know like the second one's definitely sillier oh yeah and yeah, I think it was fine. I think I just like wasn't feeling, you know, possession movies, zombie movies, and it it isn't really quite all in one mm -hmm. bucket for each of those, you know. But yeah, like I said, I think it's it was a fun movie, and I think I was just trying to kind of devour as much as possible, and then just trying to kind of yeah. learn as much because I knew it was just always kind of revered as a classic. Yeah, I'm not a huge like Evil Dead franchise person. I don't. I. I enjoy it quite a bit and if someone was like hey do you want to watch this yes absolutely um but it's not it's it's not in my in my top things and i know you and i went to go see the evil dead rise which which is very recent maybe his most recent other than the new this new marvel movie i think that uh he's he worked on right he um that was the other thing too i think you know being in high school right when Gosh, yeah, I was a freshman, I think, when the first Spider-Man came out. Mm -hmm. um, and he did those three movies. And I think that also got me to revisit the Evil Dead movies just because, you know, mm -hmm. I think the style was good. And being, like, told, you know, like, oh, yeah, Bruce Campbell is like, being introduced to, like, just Bruce Campbell. You know, I really went hard yeah. on the P in Campbell. But no, it's Campbell. In Campbell. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And, I had such a big crush on him And he when I watched those <sighs> movies. Ugh. Yeah, he's, he's a handsome guy, but I do. Yeah, he did the that last like Doctor Strange sequel as well. Um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and you know, and I'll be honest, well, and he didn't, and he produced the two most recent Evil Dead movies, um, Evil Dead. Yeah, he has a lot of, I was looking through his um, his IMDb, and he has a lot of more producer credits than anything else. Yeah, especially um, like with TV, too. Long list. Yeah, but um, I like those Spider-Man movies. The third one, not so much, but um, I, I do like the first two, actually, quite a lot. I've tried to get Phil to watch them many times, and he... He's not having it. Um, they're pretty fun. I uh, like them a lot. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're really fun. I remember I saw. I saw those in the theater. I d- did not know at that time. I wasn't paying attention to directors and things like that that weren't in. Um, like that weren't like more obvious. Like I think Wes Craven was like the one that I was the only like director that I was like I know your whole <laughs> background. Um, but I, I had no idea that that was Sam Raimi, and it's funny to see like a lot of these directors who are known for horror like picking up on like marvel movies it's kind of a an interesting thing i know james wan has done that too yeah yeah right right and the other thing too is well not really the other thing i just i feel like that was really kind of even happening back then because i remember both specifically sam raimi doing the spider-man movies as well as peter jackson doing uh the lord of the Mm -hmm. rings movies and my um you know, like my wife, she's a huge Lord of the Rings fan, watches those movies at least, well, reads the books at least once a year and, and watches the movies as well. Um, and so it was, it was just interesting to kind of talk about my experience with Peter Jackson, you know, like Dead Alive and Frighteners and such, you yeah. know, and then and seeing how it kind of translates in those movies. And I think that Sam Raimi, especially, I mean, I know one, one scene everyone talks about a lot is the um, the the Doc Ock scene in the lab in Spider-Man 2 that looks like very like shot like Evil Dead 2, you know, and as mm-hmm. like, um, and is like shot a lot like like a horror film scene. Um, and it, and yeah. it's really effective. That movie's great. Um, you know, I don't know. I got to admit, I've got a little bit of an Evil Dead hot take in that army of darkness is my least favorite including the two recent ones i uh i would actually probably prefer those actually i i agree with that i'm i don't i don't think i've ever taken the time to rank them but army of darkness is definitely the one i've seen the least so I'm assuming that that I mean, like the new one I'd only seen once, but I mean, like the ones that I've had available to me to rewatch for a long time. I don't, I don't revisit that movie. I love the um, the one from when did that come out? The Evil Dead. It was like 2013. I think so. That I really enjoy that one. I think it's super fun. It grosses me out, and but like I think it's it's fun from beginning to end. But um, yeah, I, this movie though, I, this came out in 2009 and I'm trying to place like where the heck I was. I think I just moved to San Diego at that time. Um, I don't think we saw this together, but I do remember seeing it in the theater. I was living in San Francisco at the time. So, okay, I, thought so. I think I went and probably saw this by myself. I think, but it two thousand nine. It's you know, it was it was an interesting year for horror movies. Um, but this one in particular, I think, 
you know, coming off however you felt about that, you know, third Spider-Man movie, I think a lot of people were feeling kind of fatigue a little bit and, you know, yeah. with some of the, and maybe some of the sillier components of it. Um, or this parts that, you know, Sam Raimi could only do so much with. I think there was studio meddling, who knows. But the, yeah. I think because of like, you know, that faith in like, you know, the Evil Dead movies as well as like, well, I never saw a dark man, did you? No, I thought that might be a fun one to watch. Yeah, so we should circle back on that one. I haven't seen it yeah. either. And but I think with you that, also said faith, Dead Alive when you were talking about Peter Jackson, and I was like, ooh, I need to watch that again. It's been a while. But I think everybody was feeling, you know, I think there was some some excitement for him to pivot back to not just you know like producing, but like you know writing and directing like an original horror film. And mm -hmm. I, th I mean, I think I was I remember being excited about that because I was definitely, you know, a fan of, you know, having just watched all of them and absorbed them over the couple of years, you know, between at least when I first saw Evil Dead and then when this movie was announced. Um, mm -hmm. I was pretty excited about it. I think one thing that seemed to be a little bit of a point of contention is that, you know, this movie, you know, he's known, or at least the Evil Dead movies are known for being very bloody, very violent, mm -hmm. very like having to like trim down to like get that R rating. And this movie, maybe infamously, I don't know, is a is a PG-13 or shall I say PG-1408 film. Um, it's P. I'm surprised you even said PG-13. I was like really expecting you to say PG-1408. Oh, I had it in my back pocket the whole time before we logged on. Um, I have a few like few bones to pick with this this movie but overall i i really enjoy it but um i i wonder how it would have landed if it was rated r i didn't realize that the response was so positive for this movie i hadn't really looked into it until we we watched it you know for this episode and seeing that it has a 92 percent on rotten tomatoes i was like what the fuck that is high like it i actually like out loud said what the fuck because i was like there's so many movies that like i would put way above this one that have much lower scores not saying that this is not a fun movie but that's that is high praise like very high praise and then it has it has a 6.6 .6 on imdb which i feel like imdb is always like much much lower than uh than rotten tomatoes or they're just not they're not in the same place it's got to be upsetting six six rather than the the full six 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 huh right <laughs> not a point not a six point six six um yeah yeah they they stop it at that first first decimal the other thing too yeah definitely you know it, it just you know i i think i nominated this movie um initially on my list and and not because i felt like i had any strong attachment to it i remember liking it a lot when mm -hmm. i watched it and i think really enjoying the kind of creativity out of like you know i guess you don't need all the blood this is still pretty fun this is just a campy romp and just what other different fluids can we just spray in this poor girl's mouth <laughs> and, yeah. and like that's one of my that's one of my main issues though with this movie is like we go out of our way to do all these fluids which is super fun like give her all the all the things but like why couldn't we have done practical effects 
Ooh, like, yeah, the CG is rough. The CG is rough. Like to the point where like, as I was watching it, I was like, oof, that really, it really takes me out of it. Like that's how bad it is. So this, this watch was a little bit rougher for me because I, you know, was, was really like distracted by that. And knowing that it had a $30 million budget and that I know Sam Raimi could do so much more with less, it was kind of disappointing that he didn't do more practical. Like I know practical could be the more expensive option, but $30 million, that's a fucking sweet budget for a horror movie. Um, And like he had, he must have had some like weight, like to be able to, you know, he's been, he's been banging out hits like, let's let's uh let's let's do some actual like actual fluids i know you don't have any like huge stars in this movie and you don't have i mean all the sets are generally indoors it's like you can yeah the her house yeah yeah the other house and then yeah and then that (laughs) other house and then the train station yeah it's like so it's uh pretty basic as far as yeah like where, where the uh the filming is happening but uh one one thing i would <laughs> just want to get right off the top here um is this movie ooh, is pretty racist <laughs> pretty problematic um in this trope of this you know yeah. eastern european woman who mm-hmm. you know will just throw this general curse and it's not even like it's a curse that i i looked into it a little bit they um like that the name of like that demon or um and is more is more greek uh from greek mythology than anything else and was you know used more in like uh you know like a scary scored story to tell kids you know to keep them in line Mm -hmm. you know not that this like this like vengeful demon is going to come and take your soul and drag it to hell so it's kind of like it's like dude you can't you know and that that was just the issue is that you're if you're gonna like kind of like co-opt this you know like this idea of you know or lean into some of these tropes like "Eh, let's at least like try to get something a little accurate there but so i do think yeah i i and you know to you know to like a lesser extent i think you know when you have like the tropes of like you know like the mystical asian characters and you have the Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting i think just all to serve um this you know mid-20s white woman you know to serve up you know just to 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 elevate her story yeah such a such a weird silly like premise that you could have come up with anything really like you you could have done any number of things so i'm like you know if 2009 and like sadly i don't think that sam raimi and his brother while they were writing it were thinking like what effect are we gonna have on eastern europeans and so that's the annoying part is like of course they weren't thinking about that um, but that being said, I think it's important to point out, like, the character of Mrs. Ganesh is absolutely disgusting, gross, and terrible, and that has nothing to do with the group of people that she is associated with. Like, when we talk about her, like, and when I talk about her, because I have a lot to say, it is based off of this particular woman this character yes. and just the craziness of of her because she is absolutely fucking terrifying uh, right and that's the thing because i was gonna be like look but it's 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 hard because 
damn it i love everything that's going on with this character oh yeah absolutely <laughs> and so right? what do they call what is what is what do the young kids call it on tiktok um oh jesus i don't know dang it um i feel like such an old person right now that i can't even um I completely left my mind. It's going to pop. Oh, problematic favorites. That's, that's a terminology of like things that like you fell in love with as a kid or like growing up, you didn't realize it was problematic. And then one day you're like, Ooh, when did I, I feel like we talked about, I feel like we talked about this before. And I mentioned Morrissey because he's always my first example. Yeah. 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 We were just talking about that, which is so funny because we were also talking about Morrissey, me and someone else, like, and I didn't even know the half of like some of the craziness, Yeah. but, um, the, the other one that comes to mind that fits this exact trope is, um, Stephen King's thinner. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I love, love, love that movie. Love it. It, if you think this one is bad ooh, on a whole nother level of um like what's going on there and how they're depicting um like indigenous these, tribes like, like indigenous people because no, i think no, stephen it's, king it's the same it's the same um like the the roma romani people like it's it's the same group of people the same situation where there's a curse but you get to see a lot more of them and like how they're living and how they like interact with people and things like that. And I, it is, it's a lot. The movie itself though, super fun. Like it's a super fun movie. It's a super fun premise. And of course, like it, it starts with a curse, like someone's wronged someone. And it's in that case, it's an older man. He also has fucked up eyes, which is interesting and seems to be another, like, you know, another thing, but um yeah, it's uh one one of those things where, you know, again, like I, I feel like we need to diversify our portfolio because we've been talking a lot about white men writing and directing these movies that we've been talking about, but also like it's fucking slim pickings otherwise. So, you know, you're in a situation where we're like, we're 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 gonna diversify and we've we've got our favorites too and all different, you know places but um yeah this it's you know when you've got like a bunch of like at this point sam raimi's already fucking rich and famous like he's not he again he's not caring about like how he depicts eastern european people um or how that might harm them in any way and especially to an american and canadian audience is like is where it was released like he's not going to get any grief from from those audiences at that time in 2009 yeah i don't know Would it land now no yeah, I don't know how much that was brought up. I mean, at the time, but yeah, I just wanted to, you know, like address that elephant in the room before we moved forward because it's yeah, pretty. Yeah, um... it was on the top of it was on the top of my list of notes as well. Um, but on that note, like, please don't buy things that say like nomad. I'm like, get the fuck out of here! Like, you're not a nomad. Like, what is that? What is? What do you even mean? The Sega Nomad which allowed you to play your Sega Genesis games on a Game Gear, hence the Nomad, you could bring it with you. Or no, or was it, or no, it wasn't a Game Gear, it was just a portable Sega Genesis, I guess, kind of. So, okay. Because it was different, yeah. Or yeah. just that you could, the, the idea of Nomad, like you could travel, 
like that idea. Yeah. Shout out to these, like these gaming companies figuring out that they don't need a thousand different types of devices. Like I was looking at some of like the history of like PlayStation and some wild shit that nobody ever needed that they came up with. And like, now I feel like they've all got it locked down. Like they're like, we only need so many things, you know, to, to keep people happy with their gaming. I sh- um, I should have gotten, I should have gotten fucking blue ribbon awards for the art that was printed and created off that game boy color printer that I think, <laughs> I don't even think I had, I think it just printed out like just weird dig- digital, like, on step shit on receipt paper i don't know yeah oh oh like it as dumb as that sounds like i guarantee like kids of a certain age would be so into that shit like printing a screen on a piece of paper come on now that's magic rumble pack was worth it as far as superfluous add-ons but i think after that definitely so i hear you yeah, those, there's our, my uh, my my rant for that. So um, the movie starts um, giving you a little bit of background on what this is and how it operates in the sense where you have this family bringing their child, you know, asking this woman to help, you know, save him from this demon because um, he stole a necklace. And again, I'm just like, you know, I'm going to have a real, I'm going to have a lot of trouble with, the morality of these movies because this movie because i'm like yeah i'm like he they even said like they tried to give it back like i'm just like look if you fucking give it back like kids will be fucking kids are we really gonna like send him to hell yeah like send him to hell which like yeah there's there's gonna be a lot of morality questions going on here um what i like about this opening scene is that it really it lets you know that this is going to be a silly movie like just the way that they're being slapped around like it feels very the sound effects yeah the, are so over the top yeah this this demon does slap around a lot oh yeah i love it like it feels very soap opera like oh it just reminded me of like the um like that charlie murphy skit on Chappelle show <laughs> with like the slap and i so i just imagine that everybody. yeah um but i do appreciate you know hey Good child getting dragged to hell being like we do not care and i think that should be everyone's first indicator if they're wondering like is christine actually gonna go to hell it's like if you sent this kid to hell a minute into the movie she's fucked she's absolutely fucked um yeah but i i did um yeah i like that i like that little that little intro it's a little, little mean surprised they got away with that in pg-13 movie I like that because I'm like they're like hey there's no blood and they didn't it was more of like the shadow of him you know and of course like yelling help me help me help me you know as he's getting pulled down it was it was pretty good even though at first you know when it starts showing it's like the kind of like cracks through the ground and like I'm like you can easily just jump over that dude like I feel like nobody's like run a little bit yeah so I don't know so we do cut to um Oh, I do. I do like the opening a little bit that gives you again, the little on day three, you know, it's like a three day situation, mm-hmm. you know, which probably so you can fit in. I just think how just um, inefficient it is for that girl from that well to take seven whole fucking days to climb out of your TV when. Yeah, like how what if like multiple people like were watching the tape? Like if you have a three day turnaround time, you could get through way more people, way more victims than, uh, you know, 
uh, seven days. That's a that's a long time. It's a long and, time. Um, yeah, it really is. The the other thing too that the opening where they you know they're going through like all the all the art and all those things. The music in this movie is really really good. Um, it's fantastic, and I. So here's my, I don't know if I've shared this before, but I think it's important that everyone knows that this is what I do. I found this endless playlist of horror movie scores on Spotify and I listened to it. Like I've just been going through it from beginning to end. It is literally, I think it's like probably a hundred hours long. Like it it will take forever to get through. And I listen to it while I'm working because I want to listen to things that have no lyrics and for some reason, these like horror movie scores calm me down, but I don't like to know what I'm listening to. I just let it play. Some of them are very iconic and obvious, but this one was playing and I was maybe like three or four songs into it. And I was like, what are you listening to right now? This is amazing. And I was like, this is the drag me to hell soundtrack. And of course, this was way before, you know, we decided to that cover this movie and um, that I had watched it. So hearing it, this watch was really fun. I really appreciated hearing the music after like having listened to it a couple times, like without the movie. It's really beautiful. Um, and anyone who's stressed out, horror movie scores are really great <laughs> while you're working. I maybe it wouldn't have the same effect on most, but um, I find them very calming. That's my that's my white noise is the the shrill shrieking, you know, violins in of the psycho score. <laughs> <laughs> that's that one's good <laughs> it, it, it is a great score i know yeah. but um i don't know oh my gosh so you know we cut to our uh lead character why am i forgetting her name right now oh, christine. christine that's christine. it christine brown i know oh. played by allison loman the um i guess the original choice was elliot page oh interesting how old how old would he have been at that time I mean, I don't like know. Way too young, right? No, this is still a couple years after Juno, right? Because Juno wasn't Juno like 2006 or something like that. So he would have been like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Gosh, I guess so. 20s. Wow, but I, I'm really losing track of time. But I do think at the time, both, I'm like, oh, I could see Allison Lohan being a pretty good stand-in for Elliot Page at the time. Yeah. You know, like just that, I don't know, just that just nice girl next door vibe just not assuming you know but someone you can someone you can certainly feel bad for (laughs) when things happen to them and i do but i do think allison lemon does a great job in this movie i guess she's not a big fan of horror movies but like the idea of just doing the stunts she's super cute and she's in a movie that i haven't watched in ages but i think i already had like i'd seen her in, in um it's called white waylander i don't know if you've ever seen it um familiar. I think Michelle Pfeiffer is her mom in that movie so anything with Michelle Pfeiffer is already a win and um she's so great in it and so I already recognized her from that I think that 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 came out ooh, early 2000s I feel like it was when we were in high school so it would have been before this but um yeah I think she's she's a great great pick but who I really feel is underutilized in this movie is our uh, three, two, one ghost favorite, Justin Long. I know. Um, the other thing I'd seen Allison Lohman is in is a Matchstick Men, 
with uh, Nicolas Cage mm. and Sam Rockwell. Yes. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that movie. That's a fun one too. And she's really good that in it. It's a good one. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, she kind of then I don't remember seeing her in much after like this little she is in a lot of movies. Yeah, she is married to I forget where I read this. I think she's married to one of the guys that did a uh, Crank. Do you ever see those movies? No, but I know what they are. They're oh god, yeah, that's <laughs> those, those movies are problematic, but they're they're fun in their own way. But um this movie is just I get a lot of um retail PTSD and a lot a lot of customer service PTSD and, and a lot of shitty boss uh PTSD mm-hmm. watching this movie because yeah. I um thankfully i'm in a a lovely healthy job situation now but that wasn't even always the case uh even as recently as my last situation and you know then before that just like all the you know just middle management assistant store manager positions and stuff so this Mm -hmm. gosh i feel for her especially like the whole time where i'm just like why and again it's just like this is the morality of this thing being like she's she's just trying to like just make it by like what what the fuck i i feel for her because and it's not going to sound like that throughout me talking about this movie or this character so i'll start by saying that her life like working at this bank with that shitty boss who's having her pick up sandwiches and shit like that when that's not her job and pick up stew Um, sandwiches too fuck stew fuck stew Fuck Stu. Fuck Stu. He is, he deserves to go to hell. I can't believe she spared him. I but I'm, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, God, I feel so sorry for her. But at the same time, like this, he wrote this girl's life to be very like mundane and the way that she reacts to things and like how boring Justin Long is like as a character. I'm like, who fucking cares about this guy? Who even cares about impressing his mom, his bitch mom? Like, she's the worst. Yeah, she's So I fucking hate her too. So like, there's a lot of people to hate in this movie. So, and I want to say that that's intentional so that Christine seems even more sweet and undeserving of this fate that she's handed. But, you know, she wants this assistant manager job so bad. I'm like, I've been there, girl. I've been there. Like working her ass off for it and just being you've probably been in a situation like this where they know you will work harder and do more to get to the next thing and so they withhold it from you to get you to do more and that's the situation she's in and like it's just it's um it's yeah it's sad sad to see and um I have no doubt in my mind that her her boss is just a just a dick like from what you see of him but then like also like yeah he's i don't like him either a weird spider-man connection here um not weird but you know i mean sam raimi directed those movies at the time but Mm -hmm. um what's what's his name david pamer i think um yeah david pamer who's the actor that plays the the bank manager mr jacks um so there is also a bank manager named Mr. Jax in Spider-Man 2. What? Who is denying Aunt May her request for an extension. That's so awesome. Played by Joel McHale. So that's where I'm like, 
and they just recast it and just be like, no, we just want to have a fun, weird ass connection. <laughs> How funny. And Joel McHale is going to be um, in that movie with Justin Long. Um, it's a wonderful knife. There you go. Well, that sounds like a so, weird cast. I like that. Yeah, I was like, that should be that should be an interesting one. They really set her up to be this like, you know, she's just doing her fucking job like her. Her boss yeah. is such a fucking asshole. And, you know, Justin Long is very sweet and kind of unassuming and aw shucks, whatever type. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, when she walks he's out. Also, he's also a professor and has a PhD, which I think you see on his little yeah his little um thing which like it will come into play later when she's what when uh allison Lovett's walking out of his office like go you know going to return back to work and then he, she just hears you know through the hall like on the speakerphone justin long talking to his mom who's just like again just she like almost half like redeems herself for like a quick second in the movie and then she flips yeah. right back to just being like oh no i'm awful just kidding never mind you know yeah. so it's, I love it. She's like that girl from the farm. Like, like she must be complete trash if she grew up on a farm. And I'm like, um, and I feel like farming they, can be quite lucrative, ma'am. And they don't really like. And I'm like, where do? And then I'm just like, where do you think all your fucking like food comes from? And where do you think like this? And then she said, yeah, like you yeah. know, the the yolks just make better cake this time of year, whatever, whatever. With and geese. she's like, oh great, oh, great cake, yeah, geese. You know, and I'm just like, like, she just told you you're gonna eat a bomb ass cake. Like <laughs> she knows what she's doing. So it's just like this cartoonish level of just how just every every aspect of her life is just shitting on her though yet she manages like i was trying to remember does she like pay rent on this house or own this house i i do not know but that is a beautiful home that she is living in and so i'm like on her own how i thought the same thing because when she's being chased later on in the movie and she runs upstairs i was like wait there's two stories like what what is happening this beautiful open like that wall behind her bed that's just a full window it's gorgeous so this um, she an... must be doing pretty well considering she's not an assistant manager yet and again like yeah this was 14 years ago but it's not like it was inexpensive to live in los angeles either no I not know. a place that large absolutely not gosh mommy yeah, such an it, it is very cartoonish was the right was like the perfect word that you use to describe um like but i mean just most of the characters in this movie and the the situation like you're you're in a i think anything that you watch that you know is this type of movie you're just kind of like fine that's where she lives there was um yeah and it's being kind of on the cartoon level i think like you know just jumping ahead a little bit so like when they're doing the seance and you know it possesses the one guy and he's like flying around and doing the thing it felt very like scoop this is all scooby-doo to me um i and i think it it, even yeah it was great but so she gets back you know fucking Stu and mr jacks are being fucking dicks and she gets back to her desk turns around and turns back over and then fucking here's 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 mrs mrs ganoush um who i mean is like like jesus i just 
I'm coughing up this or poking my eye oh, this or taking mm -hmm. my teeth out and putting them right on your desk here. And so many things. And the close-up of her fingernails, like they're dirty and yellowed and cracked. Okay, I'm not a loan officer. I do have a mortgage that I'm paying. Um, so at least I know that I get two extensions before I'm allowed to curse them. Um, so that's <laughs> so that's a good thing to know. She also steals the bowl of candy when Christine goes to talk to the manager about whether or not she can extend this woman another credit or loan, whatever she calls it. Um, she throws the whole bowl of candy into her purse, Love which it. I um, got quite the chuckle out of because she she tried one first. She was like, I need to make sure these are good. <laughs> Just pop out these dentures real quick. Suck on this candy is good. It's good. I'm going to take the rest. <laughs> and I, I just like I get that at the end when she says to Justin Long, like, you know, you know, I could have helped her, but I didn't, you know, and her like kind of like coming to peace with that or admitting that or whatever. I still push back on that where I've got a lot of feelings about this whole the whole situation of like, OK, so let's let's start here. You're Christine. You're Christine. This exact situation is happening to you. And your boss tells you, Mr. Jax tells you that you, you make the call. What would you do? I would say, is there a third alternative? If you, you know, like it, it, rarely things are two options, right? Rarely there's the binary extend, you know, give her the extension or not. That's rarely the truth, mm -hmm. right? So let's sit and have a conversation of being like okay you know even though like i'm like well first of all she tries she goes miss miss you know ganoush and who you know like let's like i get it hey and, and all of this it's very close to us maybe i don't know maybe we should be dissecting a movie like this this deeply but it's like we all know the feeling of being like one medical scare away from oh, yeah. you know not just like i think just especially when this movie came out and during that recession as well as i just feel like even just now especially folk in our generation and younger it is uh, we're i'm always you know i don't know just very paranoid about mm -hmm. everything could go you never know and yeah so it's like you know you want to be mindful of that but i feel like there's got to be like and then also too like what what precedent is there i would have asked was there a last time we've offered a third extension to somebody and what did that look like you know yeah she should have asked some more questions i mean given that wouldn't have made the movie progress the way it did but yeah i agree I, let I me slow been, like, this you know, down like, <laughs> we need yeah, to add like, a you're her manager. You're the bank manager. Like you, you're there to help advise her in a difficult situation. And yes, she needs to be able to make some calls on her own, but like, you know, I, I agree. I would have, I probably would have asked more questions before I made a decision. And in like, I, I was about to say, sorry, I was sidetracked, but like, you know, it's not, she's trying to offer options to this is Ganoush. This Ganoush too, and she's just outright refusing all of them. Just like mm -hmm. ugh, spit. I don't like her. I'm not gonna live with her. Ugh. What mm -hmm. an assisted living for old people? No, I'm never gonna do that. No. And you're just mm -hmm. like, well, okay. I mean, you're you are being very pushy about things that, and not even stopping to consider when, like, okay, I'm sorry. Just right now, like, we're in a spot where 
you can't afford to be to have your number one choice i'm gonna try and work with you but mm-hmm. it's also just like okay extend it then what you know it's it's i think so it's, you're saying you would not have given her the extension i would have at least been like can we buy like i can buy you a week you know or at least just try to find and we can revisit it but but if you're saying like you're saying that it's gonna because i think she even says like oh you know don't worry like I, I, it'll it'll get sorted out soon i'd be like well, okay well how long is that and it, it, we'll commit mm-hmm. to that date then i'll let you set that date and then mm-hmm. you know as long as it's something we can work out and but i also understand i would not have gotten that assistant manager job you know interesting hmm. but why would you just say nope? Sorry, Got I would it. have said no. I'll tell you why. Um, I've been, I think I've been in the business of of working for corporations for too long, and the first thought that goes into my mind because you said what I was going to say, like I would need to know: Are there more options for this woman? But ultimately, what is the difference between two extensions and the third extension? There is nothing that she foresees coming that's going to change in her life that she's going to be able to make payments. She can't afford it. She's carrying her pride. She can live with her granddaughter, her niece. I don't remember who it was. Like, you know, and he didn't say she couldn't afford assisted living, which was a red flag for me too, because I was like, the, both things are expensive. Like I think assisted living would cost the same or even more than a mortgage. So, you know, that also is a whole nother thing. Um, but yeah, I would have turned her down. I, I would have done the same thing as, as Christine. Um, and then also, I'm just curious too, like, you know, as much as like she says, you know, or like, Oh, it's her call and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Like it, you know, we were talking about the Saw movies, like, that's my whole problem with those movies, too, is this, like, now, I don't think you're supposed to go in being like, no, Christine deserved this, you know, I don't think most mm-hmm. people say that, but it's the same thing when you ever talk about this weird, you know, someone just choosing their, their slanted version of morality, right, mm-hmm. and I think about Saw, right, where I'm like, even at this last one, that's the closest one where you could say, like, yeah, well, everybody kind of deserves it a little bit even yeah. though that's yeah. not true because you think about just all of these and again maybe i'm just digging into this way too much all of these like extenuating circumstantial contextual pieces that you're like is it really like is it really just as a simple thing as oh i make one sinful decision you know or like however they phrased it you know a good mm-hmm. life but one just one simple decision and you're just like okay then then why fucking her like why why are you not going around cursing like Someone way worse child killers like, and shit like what what yeah also like you know what here's here's a fun idea if you know you have the ability to curse people and have them dragged to hell why not choose somebody super rich and shitty and then go and rob them blind after they're already in hell. And then there you go, mortgage paid. My th- This is really showing my moral compass. Yeah. Right my theory was going to be that my my working hopeful theory was going to be that Ganoush is in it with um geez, I don't have the the characters Dude. names in front of me. Um like Ra- with Ram Joss and um the woman from the beginning yeah the woman from the beginning and thinking like they're all just in it and like they paid her ten thousand dollars 
you know, see where that mm. money goes. But then maybe it was all a way to be like, hey, just just to pay for the mortgage and get back caught up. So it was all just a ruse. And then I'd be like, oh gosh. then I would be like, hey, that is a good morality tale because mm-hmm. you don't have to get dragged to hell and murdered. But we did we did take 10K from your rich boyfriend. Yeah. Who was like yeah. asking no questions to yeah so good on him and um that's what kind of that's a great boyfriend right just give me thousands of dollars and don't ask questions okay but the best part is like i think at the end he says um he says he never stopped believing in her and i'm like did you ever actually believe her or are you just so chill that you're like you know what fuck it i'm rich like you work out this fucking demon shit that you need to work out here's ten thousand dollars like I I think he's he's fine but I just thought it was so funny I was like you never really like fully believed her but he also wasn't like objecting when she was like it was very just like neutral like he's like this thing is happening to her I don't seem to be able to help I can help financially yeah it's like here's here's where I can be a support and you know what good on him for that and so I know before and he says he doesn't yeah like from the beginning he says he doesn't believe anything you know that that he's saying at the, at the psychic shop, you know? Um, Oh my gosh. That interaction is so good. That's where that like professor PhD moment totally comes in because of his back and forth with the seer is the funniest thing because she's just like, can you please stop talking? And he's just trying to tell him, but basically what he does is bullshit. Like, and I just, oh my gosh, I thought that was so good. That That's my favorite part of Justin Long's performance because I feel like it's the only time he really gets to like- Be a little silly. Really, be a little fun. Yeah, be a little silly and have a little fun with it. Whereas like the rest of the movie, he's just kind of the supportive boyfriend and that's all he's he's doing. This is where it starts to get good. So in, in between the bank and meeting with the seer- um you know there's a small bit in the you know in well not small bit it's kind of the whole crux of the movie it's like the whole, yeah inside, when when she gets cursed inside this parking garage even though wait I was, you skipped something so important which part i'm um, the incident in the bank when she starts begging yeah. mrs ganesh starts begging and i i want to say that turning down the loan may not have actually been the catalyst for the cursing It feels like when she was begging and like clear, like overstepping boundaries because she like grabs, she grabs her hand and then she grabs her skirt and like starts kissing her skirt. Girl, I would have called security too. Like, and I think that's what gets Christine cursed because she's like, you shamed me. Like her turning down the loan. But I'm like, even if she didn't call security on you and you fell to the ground, you still made the active choice to beg this woman on your knees in the middle of this bank like if that is is if that's what you're viewing as shame is her rejecting your begging like this her her whole um view on like what's okay and what's not and more morality is just very very just not great it's not great um that's what, and then we go to the parking lot which yeah. is some of the best shit you've ever seen. Yeah, all of that gets pretty fun. I, um, it's why is it like showing with how like bad her teeth are? Why is it worse when the teeth are out and she's like gnawing on her, on her oh, mouth? I wrote that down. I wrote, oh my god, she's gumming on her chin. I love like, it. Literally just like ah, 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 on her chin. <laughs> oh. It was so good. It's so gross. 
that that whole thing um was all pretty oh, fun so i do like yeah yeah that that fight back and forth Jeez, and then of course you know for evil dead fans she's uh um well not not christine but uh ganush is driving that uh that delta oh shit yeah. yeah i didn't even didn't even realize that and they show it quite a lot they show it because it's parked right outside yeah. when she goes and then also um later well, in the parking garage and then later on at the where what you find out is the like mm -hmm. you know the funeral or the you know that ceremony yeah i think honestly i feel like that that moment where christine is in the parking lot and she sees that car like that would be the scariest feeling like knowing that she's just out there like had been waiting for you i mean she is an elderly woman so the fact that she put up this fight as well as she did is quite impressive um but that that would be terrifying uh you know before you know that there's like demons that exist and things like that but um yeah super scary and so just so fun like that um that whole car scene is is really good um staples to the face and the oh my gosh when she staples her eye shut oh yeah it was all pretty fun so i liked it yeah it's good so now we fast forward well and of course everyone's just like jesus are you okay like yeah i mean you know yeah just you know just as long as just like hey i'm gonna try to make someone walk you out every night even though I'm, i just got confused mm -hmm. by the um the geography where it's like it seemed like there'd be plenty of parking like just right outside the building where is that garage yeah. where is yeah. that located you know next to the building so that well, was sometimes a for sometimes me. they um like if you're in a situation where you work at a bank or a retailer or something like that you know they'll make you park yeah like farther away or in a different area so that your customers have like the the best parking that's dumb yeah you know what i see now is the um I'm not going to say any, you know, whatever feelings about it, but outside of the Lowe's, like home, you know, you know, whatever store, you know, the, I was going to call it Lowe's, you know, the Home Depot store. Um, they have, I don't know where they do this else, but they have spots right in the front that say, you know, like reserved for veterans, you know, have you seen that? Oh, I've never noticed that. I was, I thought you were going to say fam the family parking, which also is a thing that really pisses me off. Um, people should not be celebrated for breeding i don't what do you mean what <laughs> um you, full disclosure um and hopefully no one from mall security is listening right now um if i see family parking i sure as fuck do park in it because i've still got a booster seat in my back seat so who's to say i'm not in the mall with my child they don't know you know they don't know there's a lot of does that make me a terrible family. person should i go to hell no absolutely not but i was wondering if if like say I were to park in the veteran spot, would that be like would that count as stolen valor? Because that's yeah, yeah, that's like punishable. Yeah. So no, no, no. Yeah, I I think it's more just uh, it, like you know people will just look at you and be like, and I mean I I automatically think of an old man when I think of veteran, but I, I you could be a veteran that's much younger. Um, but yeah, I, any parking that's reserved, um like like and those are two like moral things of like if you're a veteran do you deserve closer parking if you're a, a family do you deserve closer parking honestly park me all the way in the back with phil so that he can get all his energy out before we get in the store like let's walk a mile why not 
but yeah, like that's, uh, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I don't know. So Park, parking, <laughs> um, have you ever, Com uh, complex stuff? Have you ever had your, uh, palm red before? Yeah, actually. Mm -hmm. I, um, I had, I had my palm red, um, with a friend and the only once ever in my life. And the woman that like basically was telling me everything that was happening in my life, he fucking nailed it. Like I would say the last, um, gosh, the last 10 to 13 years since I've, since I talked to her, I guess it would have been like maybe 12 years. She, she, everything that she said would happen happened, which is super creepy. Um, and like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big believer in uh, those things. I did it for, for funsies with a girlfriend after having like a couple of mimosas at brunch and we were like, let's just go. I said for funsies, I was in brunch mode. Um, Love it. <laughs> brunch Love mode. that um, for you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we, we did that and um, he was completely wrong about my friend though. Um, Like she, she fucked up on something major and um for me like it was like spot on and it was very specific so um quite quite the experience and I actually think about her sometimes uh because it did creep me out and she's in downtown San Diego so mm, the person I went to was in Hillcrest in San Diego oh, yeah okay there was um my my wife and I is it dating. that little house the one that looks like a little house on university <laughs> Yeah. No. I've been by I've been by that thing a million times. I've never gone in. Yeah, we went by and we we're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go in there and just check it out. Yeah. But uh yeah, she well, yeah, she read uh she did our reading separately, which made sense, though there was like certain mm -hmm. stuff from like, you know, when she told us like, you know, the same thing about like, you know, when you were gonna get married or how many kids we're gonna have, you know, she because she saw us and she could tell we were a couple. And yeah. so of course you know, and, and I get it. And, and that's where I was feeling a lot like Justin Long, where it's like, hey, you know, you say a couple of vague things yeah. and then you say some yeah. concerning things and then you have, you also, you know, you leave questions and a business card, you know? Yeah. And um, though there, you know, there were some things that were, weren't quite right, but there were definitely just some big things that, you know, like, especially the first thing off the bat um, was just like absolutely true and just like knocked me off my, my uh axis a little bit and i wonder i was like is that like a part of it and then because i do know that a lot of it's just like you know you say who knows maybe maybe it's all real but i i think that there's a little bit of just you know reading people and seeing how they react to certain things and being oh, able to my poker face is strong it's still like, a great i did not react to shit you know, like still like a really cool talent to have you know um, oh yeah that's that is a skill like if you can read people in a way that they believe that you're um, psychic or that sort of thing. I will say this though. I do think to some extent, like in, I don't know, maybe I, like maybe you can just call it a sciencey way, like people who are able to read people like that and like, and, and go through like conversations that way or you know do readings whatever you want to call it I do think that they have an immense talent and I do think that there's something different that's happening like in their brains that is happening in someone like mine who like I I would never be able to 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 do that I've tried to guess people's lives before I have conversations with them and I'm so off um and 
unsuspecting of all things. So I, I think it's a it's a skill and it's a gift, but not the level of gift like a, a Miss Cleo situation. Um, that's that's different. Do you remember Miss Cleo? I do remember Miss Cleo. I thought that was like a Damn whole the shit out of everybody. Yeah, I was like, wasn't that whole thing? I didn't. Uh, there's a documentary oh, yeah. about that. Um, yeah. Eh, you know, she was on the TV. She was on the TV all the time but it wasn't the it wasn't the psychic readings that was the scam it was how she was charging people that was the scam yeah the psychic stuff she was real she's the really psychic a psychic. Stuff, they were like yeah. no you're allowed to do that you're allowed to do that they're like you're fine um it, it was how you just need to pay your taxes charging people yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and the taxes yeah believe oh. me the united states cares about very little in a morality sense as long as you're paying your taxes as yeah, long do whatever as the fuck you want yeah then it's fine but um so so she goes home and this is when shit just starts happening to her in her home mm -hmm. um you know the first one being you know pretty significant again big slap across the face it launches her across the kitchen and yeah, she hits that kitchen counter hard i know that's why my first little blood is in this movie like you know they really like you know like throw everybody around and they really do do a number mm -hmm. on her um again you know justin long being very sweet a little dismissive being like no it's got to be her it's got to be her or like oh well this and this and this but he you know he's fine you know he's just he's just concerned actually did a good job he was like remember like the you know they said that like sometimes it can be like trauma yeah. and like ptsd and things like like he's coming up with like logical reasons so he's validate like and i feel like he's validating what she feels but is saying like i i don't think that there's a supernatural force at work here he's more so saying like there's there's probably a logical reason for what you're experiencing as nice as he is he's not like us you know he's not the supportive partner yeah that we he's can not be. like you said you saw a demon shadow yeah i'm like i'm like uh yeah like i'm already looking it up you know yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so go get my leather bound books from the library and what was the fun part and then just you know shit it's when it starts showing up in other spots outside of her home where it gets like especially mm -hmm. pretty funny um mm -hmm. you know like going back like to the bank scene where oh when her nose is bleeding and just oh starts again cartoonishly just spraying all over the boss which is pretty fun um he's like oh. i the first time that i saw that i saw this movie i thought that that was her like imagining it like i thought she was gonna like Mm -hmm. like kind of open her eyes again like blink and be like oh my gosh there's no blood on his shirt they, i'm just like freaking out um so i liked that it actually was just blood spurting out of her nose like that is um that's really fun i also i don't you think this happens after the after the blood spurts out of her nose is that when she goes and sees the um the granddaughter yeah that's when she's like okay we can sort this out and goes yeah. and sees the daughter and the daughter i'm just like still being like i know who you are and i'm just mm -hmm. like look even you like i really yeah like can we get you should be like grandma you curse someone again yeah <laughs> it's like it's like maybe i can't help you but i'm like oh, fucking grandma you know or maybe yeah. she's just mad because it's like hey look i didn't want her fucking living with me either and now well, mm -hmm. well now she's not you know because she's dead so it it, it yeah all kind of works out and then i'm just like 
maybe the stress of losing her house killed her but i'm like well she was just gonna die the next literally the next day like could have given her the extension well i would say that hey it's just like a no harm no foul kind of situation yeah. like i don't know oh, yeah yeah that's true who's that's because true. now who's well, gonna I mean, pay the mortgage know. well yeah so she didn't know <laughs> i love when she falls out of that casket um coffin on flop top of chris yeah on top of uh christine and the the best part like she, she's got like all the whatever that fluid is that goes all over her face and in her mouth but then she also her, her hair her hair like caught on her hand and so like just like pulls out a chunk of it i love that that happens twice <laughs> her corpse pulling her hair out i love the the weekend at bernie's ness of this corpse she becomes pretty fun even after she dies yeah because she yeah again it's like yeah she like does just enough to kind of just like float behind her in the grave and just yeah. like kind of be yeah. around so it's without like yeah. ever actually like moving it's pretty good and then ripping out the hair yeah that's the last of my hair you're gonna get yeah <laughs> she gets she yeah yeah christine gets really fun at the end of by the end of this movie um yeah i agree so she goes and she's just like ah okay she's dead and then also i mean you know and then uh Stu being a dickhead he's you know trying to sabotage her at work mm-hmm. like and <laughs> geez oh is this when she goes back to see the seer and he talks about animal sacrifice Ooh, I thought oh was. no and that was why do i keep doing this i didn't i come out pretty strong at the beginning of this venture and say i do not fuck with animal death that is the worst thing and yet between this and urban legend which was the worst and <laughs> Yeah, that's the worst one. Um, we started on a high. <laughs> the invitation. And mm-hmm. like I I there's gotta be some others, but I'm just like, how do I keep picking movies with all this? Like, how, did I just maybe just the I just blacked it out, I guess. Cause I, this is this is such an interesting thing to me because it's so like not this particular uh animal death, but like all like animal deaths. Me it it doesn't bother me in movies because I know that it's not real. Like I'm, I'm very. Except um, for Friday the 13th. Yes. Except for that snake that we talked about um, or that we will talk. Yeah. That we talked about uh, Friday the 13th. So that was an exception, but yeah, all I know are fake. Like I'm like, I'm like, this is like, I like that it, that it bothers people. So it makes me happy actually that it bothers you um, because you know most things don't so i'm like if if you got anything on there um that's a good thing i'm trying to think of where like my line is this honestly this is one of the worst ones because i will tell you right now i would not ever in a million years murder my fucking cat i love my precious cats they're my babies like obviously that's a kitten she's like feeling like she's not that attached this is where christine really shows her teeth because you couldn't have gone and gotten yourself a fucking chicken like he even says a chicken yes yeah go find he's like naming we're from a farm yeah (laughs) you that you're literally that your mother said you can go find you you know where a farm is to go you said she's an alcoholic her ass is drunk passed out on the couch go get you a goat like 
you're gonna kill your cat so okay if she didn't she didn't deserve to go to hell for the um the denying of the bank loan but she you do not kill your own pet that is fucked up that's fucked no 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 christine very bad so um, the <laughs> that yeah that <laughs> she buries it <laughs> the, the, i think the best part is um after she kills this cat and now like they're heading to the parents right for the the dinner so mm-hmm. he's like are you sure you want to go and the cat at the house like hisses at her the parents cat and she goes oh it's okay i totally understand i had a cat and justin's long like was like well, we, you mean we have a cat Unless yeah something changed <laughs> like that that is so good the way she's like she's like no why like she's kind of like everything's fine she's like shit, ha- played that off shit really happens well. cats come and go don't push it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was she, pretty funny she played that off really well so i was like okay christine you're not as as innocent uh and sweet as you seem because that was some pretty fucking good acting so she goes to yeah right so this is you know when she goes to meet justin long's parents the first time thinking that like okay I did it. The curse is lifted. I should be good. Um, and then finding out that's not the case, even though just like, yeah, just gosh, why? I mean, I know, man, I'm, I'm very fortunate that my in-laws are all very, very kind, sweet people. Um, so, but I'm like, gosh, I'm just like, she it, just through this movie is just, it just sucks. Just trying to like appease people who suck you know and don't treat her well outside of justin long Ah. right and that's the only thing that like keeps her going but the mom and even the dad's fine he's nice but yeah the mom's Mm -hmm. the mom's been pretty pretty awful um i mean she may not be in literal hell but it seems like justin long is the only person that she like gets enjoyment of being around like everyone else seems to just kind of dismiss her and treat her like shit yeah and it's just like yeah first you know you know like the cake and it was like oh is that is that something you make on a farm it's like well no you don't fucking have to you know i have like a fucking kitchen you know like yeah i have i have a beautiful fucking house by the way that yeah i have a a more beautiful home than this yeah jesus (laughs) and then um just pushy about like her mom and her dad Justin Long's yeah. mom was pushy about Allison so Long's mom rude. and dad. Yeah. Like that's that's one of those things where um I think about um if you know someone says like, oh, like, you know, I I lost my, you know, my best friend or my sister or whoever, or someone close to them, and people are like, Oh, how did it happen? First of all, does it matter? Why are you being morbid? Yeah. Like, does it make you feel better to know how this, how, how my loved one died? Like, that's a, a weird, but so like her asking, like, why are you not close with your mom? She doesn't have to share that with you. That is, that's um very personal information. Yeah. The mom is, ugh, she's terrible. Yeah. I was like, who, for one of Runnies and or another, who hasn't, you know, become, disembodied and hallucinated a little bit at a family dinner <laughs> you know like yeah whatever it happens so yeah. but i did think it was funny you know she like 
<laughs> you know, throws a glass like I can hear you. Throws the glass and yeah. then like just like you know runs out. And just I love when that fly pops out of her mouth though. I know. Oh boy. Oh. What isn't like? I don't know if this is like an urban legend, but you ever hear about like you know the amount of like bugs you swallow in your sleep, like over the course of your life? I wonder. Yeah. Is that real? You know. I've always thought about that too, because it's like the average person like swallows like a certain amount of like spiders and things like that. I just don't see, I don't know. I just don't see that being a, a thing with how like, like insects can recognize living things. Like they're not just going to try to be like, oh, maybe they'll crawl into this mouth. Like they're, they're more instinctual than you think. I, I just feel like that. That isn't the case. Okay. I'm going to lean on that. Um, but yeah, when she runs out and Justin Long's about to go after her and the mom's just like, don't follow her. She's a sick girl. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, she does. but I do like that. Like, but that was right after like that complete kind of heel turn of her being like, you're very honest. My dad was an alcoholic too. And this and this yeah. and this and this and this. And you're just like, and then it just because oh let's laugh and have a good dinner now and then yeah just how quickly she switches back to be like no nah, she is some poor sick fat farm girl yeah you know? <laughs> that was the other thing too was this you know like i feel like they just the farm bit and the family bit and then the her you know being you know overweight as a child but as you know mm -hmm. as a child right it like I, they bring it up but don't really like follow through a whole lot with it which is weird i wonder so okay as we're talking through this maybe i'm maybe i'm giving the movie too much credit but as we've been talking through this because i thought a lot about and i think i like noticed it a lot more in this watch because i always wondered i'm like why did they mention that she was like heavier when she was younger and like they showed the picture of her like at the farm like you know and she like crumbles it up but in the beginning of the movie, before she goes to work, like in the far, far beginning, she passes by like a bakery and there's like a bunch of sweets and things. And she like looks at it like really tempted and she's like, okay, like I just need to keep walking. And she keeps walking. And then she- um, The ice cream. She's, she's eating up. the ice cream like when she's like super duper down, like um, closer to the end of the movie. But I almost feel that- when you're looking at how, as we've been saying, how terrible every single person is around her, with the exception of uh, Justin Long, he is kind of like in her own personal hell anyway. Like she's constantly being mistreated. She's withholding herself from the things that she enjoys so that she's not like she obviously loves food mm -hmm. and lo like loves sweets. And like, you know, like I think every person struggles with you know like how much of this can I realistically eat and enjoy without feeling guilty so she's just like experiencing all these terrible feelings all of the time so it's like are are you being hell girl like maybe not like being poked in by the by Satan himself like with the what do you call that thing that that he has that um like cry like looks like a trident but it's Satan's trident the pitchfork pitchfork thank you satan's little, satan's yeah, trident satan. is pretty cool though <laughs> he's he's a, a water satan um it's late um yeah so i have like thinking about like all of that and i'm like she's she's got kind of a like and that and the worst part is her life isn't that bad it's just very like mundane like it's a very normal like 
life that she's living and she's dealing with shitty people so I'm like you know maybe maybe that's what they were uh trying to do with that to just try to add to like her own personal struggle people struggling with other people I don't know a thought yeah so she goes back to the seer yeah I know to be like okay uh, why'd you make me kill my fucking cat um yeah he's like I didn't tell you to kill your cat yeah he was like I did not tell you to kill your cat one I told you it could work Two, I suggested yeah. a chicken or something. Yeah. I did not say you had to kill something that like meant something to you. That lives with you. Yeah, like that's weird. Okay. But, um, and he's like, okay, there's something else we can try. I know a person, but they're not going to come cheap, you know? So I'm going to need $10,000 by tomorrow to do this. And she's like, fuck, I only have you know, till the end of tomorrow to even mm-hmm. figure this out. So she's, you know, I mean, I feel bad. She takes, you she know, sells all of her stuff, all of her stuff, all of her things. Um, one interesting kind of shot when she's like grabbing like her like ice skates and putting stuff in the box and she turns around and then like the ghost of Ganyu like comes at her again is like when mm-hmm. she's like like you know like just full awe like fist in the mouth like oh you know, yeah on. that's super fun yeah and but then she like cuts off the thing that drops the anvil on her and I'm like who has that anvil just hanging in their garage like that I- who i was unsafe i was like the only person i could think of was was river in final destination um maybe in her garage (laughs) she's got some sort of clear 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 rivers (laughs) whatever you know i'm glad you knew it exactly what i meant but yeah i'm just i don't know of course like and she and she doesn't come cheap right so they go and they meet this woman who we know from I wish I remembered her name. Okay, this this woman from the beginning who was requiring $10,000 to come and fight this demon, doesn't she say, like, she's been waiting for an opportunity to make amends and, like, fight it again? But she's like, oh, but at the same time, I need $10,000. Sean, uh, Sean Sandina. Sandina mm-hmm. is, is the character's name. Um, mm-hmm. And so sorry about that, everybody. But, yeah, they, I, that, that was my note where it's like, you know, I've been trying to, I've been waiting for another opportunity to fight this thing, blah, blah, blah. You know, I let, you know, a young boy die and this is my chance to redeem myself. For $10,000. But it's it's also going to cost you $10,000. I'm like, "Mm, okay, is this really? At that point, you're like, so is the seer taking the $10,000? Well, and that's why I still think I'm like, maybe this was a whole whole thing to, uh, you know, to uh, scam this girl. Which I think still would have been, hmm, no, I I like the actual supernatural parts of it, but if it it was a whole ruse, maybe it would have been fun. And then they go to hell for doing that. I don't know. Like that would be, who knows? I don't know. But she tries to sell everything she can, gets like, you know, 3,800, I think, something like that for it. Mm -hmm. And definitely not enough. And then poor just Justin Long, just being a champ, is like, I paid for it. With his super, well, I guess his family's very wealthy, because just being, like, yeah. a professor, I'm like, I don't think you have just straight up just, like, 10K like that, Edu- just to be throwing it around. Education doesn't pay, y'all. <laughs> the things we value most. Mm-mm. But I did like this whole... Um, the seance part i thought this whole thing was pretty fun um bringing the in goat? That, that goat that goat's so good that 
fucking goat. The way that it says whore. <laughs> I know. That was my note, of course, because you know me, I'm sensitive. I'm just like, whore. Like, come on, you don't have to like slut shame this. But he woman. says it with the goat with the goat, like the I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> the the goat bleeding or Yeah, yeah. And then what's the other does he say bitch too? Yeah. It's so good with the yeah, like the goat bleeding. That's pretty fun. I just I love that goat. I thought that would be what a fun I would pay good money if there was like, I guess it wouldn't be like a ride necessarily. There's some sort of like experience where you go in and sit on one of these and you just watch all this fun shit happen around you as yeah. you're just sitting at the seance table. And, you know, I think I thought that would be super fun. Oh, that would be fun. And just going around, you know, yelling like, you know, yeah, I welcome the dead into my soul. I welcome the dead into mm-hmm. my soul. Um, I do like the seers. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but like she would often like turn to him and just kind of express how she's feeling like you know like i'm worried or i'm scared or oh i'm relieved and he just goes yes he just like nods goes yes he just like acknowledges it so let's yeah. it go um yeah this anything particular from the seance scene you thought was pretty fun yeah i feel the the fun thing about the seance i i like the little diversion of like they finish it and they make you feel like, or at least they make Christine feel like that was the the resolve. And also, though, like, boo on the seer again for, it feels like he's actually, like, misleading. Like, you should have told her right away, like, hey, just so you know, that shit didn't work. Like, you know, I think I think that would have been an important I thought you know, he had a bit of information to know right away. I thought he had where he was, you know, at the end she's like, Cool, okay, we did it. And he's like, Ah, well no. She got him she got her out of the sand. That was after the ambulance came to pick up that woman. Do you have oh, any idea yeah. how long that shit would have ha- like or actually no, it would have been the coroner. Well, no, they probably called the ambulance and they were like, Oh, she's dead. But yeah, imagine like that woman loses her life and you're like, Oh, and I'm still not even still not even okay but i would have i would have straight up like probably slapped him in the face demon demon, demon style mommy style one who gets hand him who gets the 10k if she didn't do it and she's dead right yeah i figured that should be part question. of the discussion and then two i just took a cpr class for work last week he did not try at all <laughs> he just did a oh, couple no, like he was not couple not couple even, things checked and was like ah nah she's She's dead. Let's not, let's not bother with yeah. that. Um, yeah. So that's... But like, why didn't he tell her sooner about gifting it to someone else? I understand he didn't want her to, like, pass it on, but, like, there are terrible people out there that we could give this button to. Why the heck not? I'd be frustrated if I was one of the other ghosts that showed up during that seance because it's like, you know, I welcome the dead into my soul. I welcome the dead into my soul. And then ghosts start coming in and just like random ass ghosts and then you've got the woman going you know be gone spirits be gone foolish spirits and then i'm like well fuck you invited me out here like what are you talking about you asked me to come out here and you can't just say like i invite the dead in my soul but only only specific one specific yeah demon that we want out maybe then use a name yeah, like just be upfront about it, right? So we're paying you, you know, you're being paid for this. Jeez, have some professionalism. Yeah. Um, and I guess my whole thing <laughs> with the seer wasn't that he brought waited until after the coroner came to be like, oh, actually, that didn't work. But then he offers 
an option that he should have said from the fucking beginning. And just wipe your hands of it, dude. Like, give her days to figure this out. Dude, like, that, and especially that, I was thinking about that on the way, on my way home before this conversation, where I'm like, it's like, even with this bullshit, like, well, she's like, why didn't you tell me that, dude? You fucking dickhead. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, well, you know, but, you know, it's not just, you know, killing them, it, you know, maybe, you know, like their eternity, you know, for eternity, their soul is going to be tormented in hell. And it's like, yeah, oh, never me. yeah, yeah, fuck, that's going to happen to me. So you, you now I have like less than a day now with this mm-hmm. new option, you should have given me everything from the very fucking beginning. Yeah, just say it all and I'll make the decision. We can kill an animal. Or we can contact. He wanted that, that $10,000. Yeah, he wanted that 10 k And that's what I was thinking. This whole shit's a fucking scam. Or, and then says, oh, I guess, yeah, you could give it to somebody else. We have to think about it. And I'm like, there's plenty of people you've already introduced into the, to this movie that should have that button. <laughs> and yeah, like, you so know, many. she, that's where I think. But then she goes to the diner and is just hanging out, trying to find somebody to, to give it to and threatens that poor waitress. Like, I'll give I'm you like, a tip. You won't forget. She, this is when she gets yeah. pretty fun and starts saying a little more of the, like, you yeah, know, these like quippy one-liners, the more like Bruce Campbell, Ash kind of one-liners, Yeah, which I think yeah. fits pretty well on her. Even at the end when she says, when she quotes Ash directly, saying like yeah hell yeah i'm gonna get some (laughs) yeah and i was like i bet i bet when i was some you know dumb teenage maybe evil dead purist i would have been like oh that's blasphemy it doesn't work when she says it but nah it's pretty cool (laughs) when she says it um so i thought that was fun but like yeah she's she's at the diner and yeah i'll give you a tip you won't forget you know and though that that waitress I thought was also very inconsistent because she was like, you know, coffee drinkers don't tip, but then she switches to ice cream and then asks for another ice cream. The waitress is like, really, really, and I'm like, yeah. well, you you don't want you don't want me to drink the fucking coffee yeah. and you don't want me to eat the ice cream. Can't win with you, ma'am. Her. Yeah, so I'm like, that's that's poor customer service. And maybe she should have had yeah, the button. Yeah. Um, she sees the guy that's like on like a, like the oxygen tank, which I'm like. Well, yeah. Why him? Well, because this poor sweet old man. Well, I think she was gonna. She her, th- her initial thought was that, well, he's gonna die soon anyway. But I'm like, no, it's not just dying. He's not going to hell. Yeah. Like we don't know that he's gonna be burning in eternal hellfire. Jeez. Right. And then she brings Stu in, who deserved it. I mean, you know, as much as someone can in this, it's all relative, right? <laughs> as much in, as someone this, can deserve context, to die in a horror movie, he absolutely deserves it he absolutely deserves it and she fucking doesn't and you're just like okay because because he cries because he cries like a little bitch and then she goes off he goes off and tells her boss that that it it was her that like you know switched over that account or whatever tried to pin it on her so i'm just like no you know what Stu, you fucking deserve it you have it coming i don't think i would lose any sleep i don't i wouldn't if i gave no. it to Stu, i wouldn't have i'd be fine i'd be absolutely fine or my boss either you know in that situation you know i'd be like either one of those guys yeah. maybe fine that's okay yeah i i absolutely agree so many people that she could have like found in her life i mean honestly 
honestly, if we're, if we're going into shitty mother-in-law territory here, if you really want to marry Justin Long and you don't want to have to deal with that wicked mom, give her the button. Right? Give it to her. Let's get rid of her. I love like, that. That, I... I didn't even, that didn't even occur to me. She should have given it to her. And then that way she could have just been happily ever after with her dopey father-in-law and Justin Long. Or like, or just, you know, a situation, like even if she does give it to Stu, like she doesn't have to be, you know, an asshole like the fucking seer who had a lot of opportunities to bring up options. It could be like, uh, like, do you remember it follows at least the guy had the decency to pass the thing on to her and yeah, then and say like, like, tell her, okay, here's the whole situation. Here's well, I mean, he options. had to though, cause it was going to pass back to him if she dies. Oh, uh, if that's true. I, so I guess it was kind of for yeah. his own survival too, but yeah, I do think, you know yeah so give it to Stu and be like okay here are your options you can believe me or not it's up to you um okay i'll see ya it's a three-day weekend so i'll maybe i'll see you work on monday i don't know um yeah feeling all right. <laughs> it's a three-day weekend i don't know but yeah <laughs> that was you know and then she's trying to figure out who to give it to i was like i don't know if like legally you can gift something to the dead. I think that's like in, in American like law. I don't think you can do that. I, so. I was not um, like, I wouldn't have wanted to risk it either way. Like in my mind, I'm like, I would feel safer just giving this to a living, breathing person. And seeing like, them I, get pulled into hell. And then I'd be like, okay, good, good. I need that confirmation. Yeah. And as soon as she drops that fucking envelope in the car, you're like, okay, obviously she's going to grab the wrong one. Really? You're fighting for your life and you don't check to see if that button is actually in the envelope. And also a button in an envelope feels awkward and weird. Like you would know that that's not the correct envelope. Um, I just, I'm not, that, that's the most unrealistic part of this movie. <laughs> I did like the, like, oh, he's a dork. He likes old quarters, you know, because they established that he's kind of a dork. Oh yeah. So he had, oh, it was the envelope with the coin. I forgot about that. So similar to a button, but still the coin would be heavier. Definitely. Cause I mean, that was his whole thing at the end where he's like, oh damn, sorry. You got rid of that jacket. I, I found the button. You must still have my, my coin um which yeah. is in ganesh's mouth yeah. <laughs> but um yeah. i did like yeah like I, I i liked her going back over there and digging up the grave and the oh gosh that was so good the dead body still managing to rip out some hair and then also like i don't know what her when it was raining like that i don't know how she thought she was gonna get back out of that grave well like where did this like flash flood come from in uh, the graveyard like that was so much water coming coming down if you remember like i was saying um during death becomes her um there we go there is the only way you're gonna see a lightning storm like that in southern california is going to be if there is some cursed supernatural situation yep, going, on, going on because that's the only time <laughs> you ever see that i was thinking about that during uh just <laughs> how like much that. water it is and how much you it's know so much rain like such a rare occurrence uh for the los angeles area um but yeah it's it's pretty good um 
She's lucky that she makes it out of there because that giant iron froth that like falls on her head should have knocked her out cold for a while. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> you know, and it's a good thing to know. I'd, I'd forgotten, I think, it was it been a long time since I watched the movie. I'd forgot about that switcheroo with the coin and the button. Um, just because I, I did too. I did too. Because like up until that point, I was just like, you know, like, the sea or i'm like literally none of your fucking options worked like what mm. why are you here <laughs> what good are you at this? yeah and i was thinking it's still like maybe just the scam bit of it i don't know but mm-hmm. uh, i don't know i would not have felt as comfortable as she did after that you know but but i do like each time when she thinks the curse is over <laughs> when she just has this like yeah, she gets let down like she, several times she just i don't know she's just so cute when she's just like smiling she's yeah. like things are gonna be okay yeah <laughs> you know and <laughs> yeah that is definitely the definitely the vibe let me wear you know my cute yellow dress or let me find or let me be you know really pushy towards this lady that's just trying to open the store at the train station like just like we're oh, not open yet such a pain in the ass that was my like customer service moment where i'm like the money's still in the safe. I haven't set up the registers. Hours. Yeah. Um, at this actually, this movie actually has one of my more favorite uh, endings. I like, I love that you get to see Justin Long, like holding the ring all cute, like, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. I, I think the first time that I saw this, I was, I thought that she was going to get hit by the train. But like as like a funny like kind of like she made it out of it and but then she ended up dying anyway but um really really enjoy that that last those last couple moments and actually it's probably best cgi that's in the movie is when she's actually like dragged down yeah probably better than some of some of the other stuff yeah i know because then and poor justin long everyone's gonna be like oh nope it was, it was the train that killed her and Justin Long's gonna mm-hmm. Justin Long's gonna know. But and I just wonder, I know, yeah, just the poor look on his face. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the thing. I love um, you know, I just like I do love a good horror movie where the protagonist, you know, like it doesn't work for them, you know, or they 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 didn't yeah. they didn't beat the antagonist at least. Yeah. Um so it's always uh I always go back to that one episode. I don't know. I, the two distinct episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? One where the kid gets stuck in the pinball machine um, oh, for the rest yeah. of his life. And then one. Yeah, that's pretty dark. And then the one with Tia and Tamara Maori, where oh, one's like yeah. the evil twin and the other one gets like turned into a lizard and thrown down a well or something like oh, that, I think. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, love it. Yeah, some of those episodes were pretty dark. They do. That's that's why they ask. Yeah. That's why they ask straight up. Are you afraid? Are of you the afraid day? of the dark? Because if you are, hey, snicks over. You know, hey, yeah. you know, we're good. We're done. We we ended with Clarissa. Nothing else to watch here. Um, Snick was great. I love yeah, that shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, TJF and Snick. What a way to get kids to be like. It's the weekend. Just stay inside and watch TV. Yeah, just don't go anywhere. <laughs> I love it it's yeah <laughs> but it worked yeah i know it's it's it was a yeah it's a great ending even though i just again i'm just so upset and frustrated because i'm like this woman does not deserve any of this mm-hmm. but maybe only for killing her own cat which 
again yeah. the guy was like you could have killed yeah. something else like you didn't i did not tell you to do that i might be remembering this incorrectly and i probably should have watched the trailer to double check but i remember in the movie poster she's wearing that blue coat and they show her like being you know dragged down by demons in one of the movie posters and i think i remember in the trailer they show a shot of it and i was like when I had first seen it, I was like, wait, when she puts on the blue coat, I remember thinking, did I see this? Like, did they show us her actually like, like being dragged down into this pit? Um, which always has bothered me about this movie. Um, and one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why I no longer watch trailers for anything. Um, cause it, uh, tells you tells you too much and shows you too much and i think this was one of them that i was like oh i think this is not going to end well for her especially after seeing that blue coat and they follow her way too long after a long follow as to what they're doing after things are resolved is never a good sign no but yeah i hear you with trailers well it just we were talking about the you know just last week about how um what served you so well watching barbarian was seeing nothing ahead of time and just going mm-hmm. in and watching it so yeah it really um, makes a difference man and and much a much nicer more palatable justin long this time around which was appreciated mm-hmm. um because i love him whenever he's in stuff but you know yeah he's a real piece of shit in that last movie this one yeah. he's just a nice guy just trying to do his thing but i have a i have a fun justin long story i when i was watching um interviews like i was watching like a couple cast interviews um from barbarian he was sharing that his mom had went to the premiere of Jeepers Creepers with him. And there was like some girls sitting in front that were like very like actively like yelling at the screen, like telling him he was doing all the wrong things. And um, spoilers for Jeepers Creepers, if you've never seen it, but um, Justin Long um, dies in that movie. And when the girls in front of them were like, yeah, he deserved to die. He was the worst. His mom was literally crying next to him because she was so upset that one, he died in the film. And then two, that like the audience was like cheering that he had died. Oh, but he's such a, he's such a good actor that to get that emotional response from people, you know, what can can you do? We love, we love him. Um, Yeah. Our second Justin Long movie in a row too. Gosh, well, that got us to the end of the movie. Um, it's a pretty short mm-hmm. one, which, which you know me, I always, I always love the yeah, short ones. It it's like ninety minutes, ninety five. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was like so. I mean, that was a per- perfect length for a movie, a movie like this. I think. Anything you want to touch base yeah. on before we get into the booze? Um, I have this one has two taglines. Okay. Um, and what is fun about this? What's about these taglines is that one of them just tells you what the movie is like it to the end it says christine brown has a good job a great boyfriend and a bright future but in three days she's going to hell yeah. i'm like you, you just spoiled the movie spoiler <laughs> told me the ending but i like this one even nice people can go to hell Okay. That's, that's, that's the second one. That's pretty good. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. I like that one better. But I thought that was, well, I don't remember seeing the even nice people go to hell. I think I only saw the one that in three days she's going to hell. So 
uh, fun. Those, those two are fun. You know, you mentioned the movie's got like a 92, 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, won a couple genre awards, but I did pull up the MTV Movie Awards and Teen Choice Awards, um, mm, which was, again, very strange. Well, no, the, the Teen Choice Awards from 2009, then the MTV Movie Awards in 2010. Um, it was, a, you know, it was a pretty solid year for some horror movies um allison loman was nominated for best scared as shit performance uh scared as s asterisk asterisk t performance rather yes of course um and that way was which one was that for allison loman was nominated for best scared as shit performance for vmas no, it's the Video Music Awards. We're talking about oh, the, the MTV Movie Awards. Oh, sorry, sorry. The MTV Movie Awards. Where you get the, or the Teen Choice Awards. Where you get the popcorn, not the not the, yes. the moon. Yes, I remember. They don't do the they don't do them anymore. No. Right? They only do the they still do the VMAs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Allison Lohman lost. She was nominated that year. Mm. Um she lost to Katie Featherston. Or sorry, no, she, uh, she didn't win either. But the other nominees were Katie Featherston for Paranormal Activity, okay. um, Charlotte Copley for District Nine, which was the, the big uh, sci-fi movie that year, mm. um, Jesse Eisenberg in Zombieland, and lost to Amanda Seyfried for Jennifer's Body. Hmm, that's fair. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And- a lot, of, lot of good ones though on there right just um and then there was the choice movie uh for the teen choice awards in 2009 for horror and thriller uh also lost to this one uh the other none of the other movies are mentioned here so but i guess maybe it was timing because yeah none of the other nominees or sorry i guess rather drag me to hell is the only nominee that's in both of you know the mtv movie awards category oh. and then this one so drag me to hell was nominated but lost to well and the other nominees were the haunting of molly hartley do you remember that movie mm-hmm. at all yeah i remember the I do, name actually. but i didn't see it and then it's fine yeah quarantine which i did see and i remember thinking it was whatever it's like a found footage movie do you remember that yeah i I remember quarantine, but I don't remember anything about it. I know I've seen it. And then there is the uninvited. Mm, I remember that movie. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But ultimately losing to the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th, which is probably my favorite movie oh, out of this five. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, didn't think there was any sort of you know, just mass robbery, you know, like, a no, not like, <laughs> not like, like the blockbuster. Yeah. Blockbuster entertainment awards. So good riddance yeah. on them. Um, let's see. Gosh, I always forget who, I think I shared my booze first last time. What, what did we talk about last time? Barbarian. Barbarian. I never, I never remember. So I'm happy to go again. I went first. I think I went first for Barbarian since that was, um, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, this, this is a really, this one's a really tough one for me. Um, I had, okay. So here's my journey of having watched this movie. I haven't watched it for a really long time. I remember when I saw it in theaters, 
I was on the fence about it. Then I watched it again a couple of years later and I was like, oh, this movie is really fun. Um, and I really enjoyed it. This last watch, I wasn't, I didn't have as much fun with it as I had previously. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely not a movie I would recommend to anyone. Like, like to just anyone is what I mean. Like, I, I would definitely recommend this to like a very specific group of people who like a certain type of horror movie. So that kind of marks down points for me a little bit. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. I'm in between a 2.5 and a 3. Okay. Well, if you want to, uh, you know. See if you can tip the scale for me. What is, what is, what is your, what's your score? And we'll see if you can move me back or back or forward depending on how you're feeling um i was gonna say three it was good i liked it a lot i think now it's it's hard because like okay i did like a lot of the different the dirt and the bugs and the spraying blood out of her nose and the Mm -hmm. the formaldehyde (laughs) juice body juices poured just all the things that they kind of pour on her but i i do think yeah uh, i do think the movie might have still been even cooler if they could just go wild and have that R rating and just yeah I go think that's the thing it a little nuts with it and I the rem- oh sorry go ahead I remembered it being less tame actually when I um like when I was like recalling the movie like I remembered it being much grosser and over the top and I thought maybe there was more blood um yeah yeah. I don't know, but I I do think it's very unique and very fun. I love I do love the ending. Um, I'm I'm gonna stick with my two point five. I'm sticking with it. Okay, I like that. Um, the three. Yeah, it's still super enjoyable. I would uh, recommend it to everybody. I think it's yeah, like I said, I think it's still I I think it's a fun watch. I would recommend it to anybody. Be like, hey, do you want to watch just something just really just campy? really easy to watch silly to watch though at the same time it's just hard because it's like i always have to kind of put that asterisk of like yeah i know it gets a little it's it has it's real problematic um in its depiction so like i wish so so that's my whole thing too that really like knocks it down i don't you're kind i don't do that unless it's joel i always just throw movies at people and i'm just like i'm curious to see if you pick up on anything like Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, j- jump into it. Well, because I think, too, like, you know, Joel's knowledge about, you know, um, I think Eastern European, like, culture and history, coupled with the fact that, you know, he's just going to point that shit out constantly. Oh, he was furious when I was even, like, just talking about the premise of the movie. He's like, oh, that fucking bullshit. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, and just between that and, like... Well, I guess I don't know. Hostel was like five years ahead of it before this. I was just thinking like there's yeah. These movies just just do no favors for dismantling some of those tropes. So it's it's hard yeah. where I'm like so much of this movie I really like and so much care and craft was put into this movie, even with the bad CGI. And yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was it was really fun. But I think a three solid, you know, who knows yeah. where I'm feeling on it. Yeah, I think I think the C the CGI really took it took away for me. I wish there was more like we like why have someone as wonderful as Justin Long if we're not gonna like really really get our you know get our time with him. And yeah, I think uh 
the rewatchability like is it's a it's a good one for rewatching i think having having on in the background too because it's like you can kind of like zone in and out of it if you've seen it a million times yeah okay but still a fun watch fun fun to talk about too all right let's log it two and a half and three booze i love it i did it's already it's officially on the log my official notes app log which is look at that look how extensive that is a lot more lines than it used to be that's that's good for you it's i appreciate uh, you for doing that it's looking full i even put um for halloween h2o i even added in our halloween rankings just in case we need to uh reference those again reference back to that um at another date another time Gosh, I think I've said all that I feel like I got to say right now. <laughs> Drag me to hell. I appreciate everyone yeah. for sticking around. Yeah, Natalie, anything uh, anything you want to add? No, I'm glad. I, I hope that um, I hope that some people watch this movie for the first time. Yeah, I feel like this this like period of time is going to be a fun one for revisiting. I agree. Like 2009. And now that we know all these great movies that came out in 2009, maybe this this is the year. The aughts. Mm hmm yeah cool all right well hey take care everybody appreciate you sticking around and join our lively conversation on drag me to hell and uh well gosh just uh come scare us up next week the three two one ghost thanks for listening to our episode on drag me to hell if you're enjoying our podcast and want to keep track of what we're up to give us a follow on instagram at three two one ghost pod we would be so grateful if you left us a killer review on whichever platform you're listening you can contact us by emailing three two one ghost pod at gmail.com to share any comments questions request a fortune reading from kyle or suggest a movie you'd like to hear us chat about next week we'll be covering 1992's Candyman. so join us for that or we may take it personal and curse you to suffer eternal damnation. Thank you again for listening, and remember to be kind to the elderly. Three, two, one, ghost.